Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Coco Express Network. Talk radio that informs. Talk radio that inspires. Talk radio that enlightens. Talk radio for us all. And welcome. I'm Dr. Linda, Certified Relationship Specialist and Life Coach and the CEO of Turning Point Leadership Group, an organization dedicated to helping you move from where you are to where you want to be in your personal and your professional lives. So welcome to Relationship Remedies for Us. This is the place to discuss hot topics related to the health of your relationships. Please bring us your questions, concerns, and comments, and most of all, bring an open mind. Today on Relationship Remedies, we're talking about workplace relationships. How far should they go? Workplace relationships. You know, if you have worked outside of the home, on a job, some of the things we're going to talk about today are issues that you may have faced or someone you know has faced. And certainly there are things that are all around us in the news. In fact, the idea for this show came from the fact that in the news about a week ago, We learned that Michael Strahan of the Live with Kelly and Michael show was leaving and moving on to a position at Good Morning America. So within the same network, just a different show. And even though many people were excited for his new promotion, there was one individual, his co-host, Kelly Ripper, who seemed to be heartbroken, betrayed. Uh, She clearly was hurt, evidenced by the fact that she left work and did not return for a few days. So it started this buzz. People started talking about whether or not she was overreacting. Of course, there were questions about was there something going on, things behind the scenes that most of us didn't know about. And, again, it just led to a lot of buzz. So when asked, one of the things that Michael said was he was informed by management not to tell anyone that he was leaving and that they would inform Kelly. So people have wondered, was that the right approach uh, what do you owe coworkers? And again, we just want to talk about how far should these relationships go? Because quite naturally, as we work together, we're going to form bonds with the people we work with. If you interact with people, you're going to find some that you like, some maybe not so much, and others where you know the the scale just tips. And so these bonds can lead to long-lasting friendships, whether they're friendships on uh, a romantic level or whether they stay strictly platonic. So as we talk, we're going to cover some of the things like what are some of the signs that you're getting too close? Should you date someone that you work with? Does your employer have the right to tell you whether or not you can date someone at work? And do you think it's a good idea for married people to work together? So just some of the things that we'll be discussing. If you'd like to voice your opinion, or ask a question, you have a comment or a concern, please feel free to give us a call. You can reach us at 347-637-2319. Again, the number to call is 
888-346-2319. And I'll mention again, but after the show, if there's some comments you have, you want to keep the conversation going, or you just want some personal advice from me, you can reach me at drlindawiley.com. My name is, or uh, that, that URL spelled out would just be D-R-L-I-N-D-A-W-I-L-E-Y.com. I'm on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You can find me. You can call me in Atlanta at 404-814-5259. Again, 404-814-5259. But for right now, if you want to get in on the conversation, the number to call is 347 347- Six three seven two three one nine. So let's talk a little bit about what are some of the factors of a healthy relationship. When we're thinking about relationships, whether they're on the job or romantic relationships, there's some things that I believe every healthy relationship needs. And so one of those things is wholeness. And what I mean by wholeness is when two people come together, you know, in popular terminology, many times people talk about um, finding their other half or their better half or looking for someone to complete them. When two people come together and each of them are not already whole and complete, they're looking for disaster. Each individual needs to be whole. Otherwise, you have this void and you're trying to get people to help you fill it. As you become more complete in your own right, then the people you brought into your life to help fill that spot are no longer necessary, and that can lead to hurt relationships, et cetera. So we want to make sure that two people come together and they're whole. Another thing we want to have as a healthy factor is compatibility. And, of course, that sounds like common sense, but if you have to really force a fit, then you're probably not compatible. If you disagree more than you agree, if there are always arguments going on, if you can't have some commonality around a shared point of view, then the two are not compatible. So just because someone is a coworker doesn't mean they have to be your friend. It's okay not to get along. Another factor of a healthy relationship is you need to have open and honest communication. Even on the job, if you're working towards the same goal, we're following the straight, uh, same strategic plan, it's essential that people are able to sit down and discuss and communicate. Don't make assumptions about what you think someone wants or what you think they need. Don't make assumptions about resources necessary to get the job done. And don't assume that what one individual finds as rewarding or a good way to do their work or a good way to be recognized is going to be the same for everyone. Of course, in any relationship, romantic or otherwise, trust is essential. The same way you have to communicate openly and honestly, there has to be a level of trust. Many times in corporate America, you know, I'm also a certified diversity executive, and so a lot of the work that Turning Point Leadership Group does is inside of corporate America. We do lots of training. We do lots of uh, other types of interventions. And one of the things we find, especially when we do any kind of employee survey, is that there's a lack of trust. Often it's trust between the levels, like employee to manager and manager to executive, but it often exists within the same level too. Sometimes coworkers just don't trust one another. And I'm not talking about, you know, putting your life in someone else's hands. I'm not talking about trusting someone with your personal information. I'm talking about trust on the level where people feel comfortable helping one another get the job done. 
or where people feel comfortable that they can share what they've learned about the future of the organization. So, again, we have to make sure when we're working with people that there's a level of trust because if you don't trust, you won't cooperate, you won't share information, you won't coach and mentor people. Another factor necessary for a healthy relationship is respect. People have to respect one another, respect them as human beings, respect their rights and privileges, respect the knowledge and experience that they bring to the table. I know, again, in doing the diversity work, sometimes we run into individuals who feel that because of their gender, they don't get as much respect. You know, many times it's the women who will say that men get all the advantages, men have certain uh, clubs that women aren't allowed into, Sometimes it's based on age. Younger workers will feel like they uh, don't get the respect that more seasoned employees get, even though they've got just as much education. Sometimes it's around education. Sometimes people who maybe have more work experience but less formal education feel like they're not respected. It can be sexual orientation. It can be race. It can be a number of things. But we have to respect people and their rights. And there must be commitment. You have to have commitment in a relationship. So basically what I mean by commitment is just doing what you say you will do. Once you decide that this is where I'm going to work, this is the team that I have, whether I selected them or not, we're all here to accomplish the same goal. And I have to do what I committed to do when I signed on with this organization. So we have to be committed to the goals and to one another. And then last but not least, and this is more important in uh, personal romantic relationships, but it's true in workplace relationships as well, is there has to be chemistry. You know, you got to click with people. And so compatibility is close. I mentioned that earlier. You have to be able to at least share some things in common. But chemistry is that little extra. And that's where we sometimes get ourselves into trouble. So that's where we sometimes find that the relationship is going a little too far because there's just a little too much chemistry going on. So if you want more information on the seven factors of a healthy relationship, there's information available through the website. There's also information or uh, I should say a CD that I recorded with Les Brown, the motivational speaker, and we're talking about my seven factors for a healthy relationship. But that last one, chemistry, is leading me into wanting to share with you what are some of the signs that you might be getting just a little too close with your coworker. So, again, if you want to get in on the conversation, the number of call is 347-637-2319. All right, so what are some signs you might be getting too close? There are some people who make assumptions that, Michael and, and Kelly had this kind of vibe that suggested they were very close. I'm not even going to go there. I know nothing about it. In fact, honestly, I didn't even watch the show. So I can't tell you anything about how close they were or were not. And, of course, the two of them would be the only one that would know. But there are signs that you or someone you work with might be getting too close. One of those signs would be if you uh, are very eager and excited to see them or communicate with them. You know, like when you get up in the morning and you check your text messages to see if you have a message from that special friend, it might be a sign you're getting a little too close. Or if your day just doesn't feel the same if you don't see them or hear from them. You know, do you get offended if you don't get a call or a text or an email? 
those are some of the things that might tell you you're just a little too excited and a little too eager where this person is concerned. Another one might be hiding your new friend. So if you guys are friends on the job and maybe you're in a relationship outside of work, if you make it a point not to share anything about your new friend, you have to ask yourself why. Why is it that I can talk about everything that goes on at work but I never reveal anything about that particular individual. Or when I tell stories that happen at work and it includes that person, I leave out the name and just kind of leave it vague. Or if I'm going to go for a drink or a bite to eat, maybe grab some lunch, I sort of keep it hidden from my significant other who the person was that I went out with. Those are signs that might be getting a little too close. And if you're doing that, you really have to ask yourself, why do I feel like I'm crossing a boundary that shouldn't be crossed? Particularly if you're married and you find that there's someone on the job, maybe someone where you have, uh, you know, opposite sex friendship, and that person on the job fits the description that I just gave to you, you might want to pull up just a little bit. One other one might be um, touching. You know, if the person is always leaning in close when they have to look at your computer screen or when they speak to you, they're right in your face. If you find that when they have information to share with you, they need to touch you or they want to pull you aside. You know, if you're always being greeted with hugs, and we know the difference between that that good old friendly church kind of hug versus a hug that suggests a little bit more. So if you find that some of those things are going on, too much touching, too much hugging, any of those kinds of things, the sign that you might be getting just a little bit too close. All right, so I have a question from someone. Thank you so much. question came in via uh, email, actually. And the question has to do with the title of work wife or work husband and whether or not that's cool. You know, I love this question. I really because just the other day, I was speaking with someone who mentioned to me that her husband mentioned to her that there was a woman on the job and called her his work wife. And she said, now, my husband and I have been married well over 20 years. I trust him impeccably. We have no problems. I'm not jealous. But she said something about that title, work wife, didn't sit well with her. And she said by the time he had said it a third time, she had to stop and say, okay, I just need you to know that I don't appreciate you referring to another woman in that way. And they had a conversation about it, not an argument, just a conversation, and he stopped doing it. So I applaud her for speaking up, and I applaud him for hearing her concern, whether he agreed or not, but addressing it by ceasing to call another woman his work wife. Personally, I think wife and husband are titles that only belong to people that you have legally exchanged vows with and are in that one-on-one monogamous relationship with. And so even though we kind of get it when you say that, you know, even though we understand that if you're calling someone a work wife or calling someone a work husband, basically you're saying this is a person that I'm close to, kind of keeps me in line, you know, looks out for me, takes care of me, it would be so much better to use those descriptive words as opposed to using the title wife or husband because the actual wife or husband may have a problem with it. And words have power. 
you start referring to someone as a work wife or work husband, sooner or later you might start thinking that they're entitled to providing you with some of the same benefits that a wife or a husband would provide, and you know what I'm talking about. So thank you for that question. No, I think we should stay away from the title work wife and work husband. And, again, that to me would be another sign that you're getting just a little bit too close. So think about some of those things. You know, is there someone on the job where you find that, you know, uh, getting eager and excited, you hide them, too much touching, closeness, those kinds of things, hugging going on? Are you exchanging personal information into type pictures? Not appropriate. Not appropriate at all. Make sure that you don't exchange intimate information or pictures with anyone other than your significant other. Those are just some of the signs that it might be getting too close. And, again, you have to weigh those things against those seven factors of a healthy relationship and where are they not lining up. So if you're hiding who your new friend is, you're not being open and honest in your communication, and I've already told you open and honest communication is one of the seven factors of a healthy relationship. So start looking to see how are my behaviors lining up with those seven factors. Brings me to another point. My next point really has to do with dating. Should you date your coworker? Well, some companies, and this goes to uh, another point that I'm going to be talking about, is does the boss have a right to say who can date whom? There are companies out there that have policies concerning dating in the workplace. And so whether you agree or disagree, you really need to take a look at what are the company policies because you don't want to get fired because you have broken that policy. So I recall um, doing some training at a place uh, that was a call center, and I was invited in to stay as an employee and develop in-house some trainings and build a team to deliver the trainings, et cetera. While I was there, of course, I became very familiar with the policies and procedures. And that particular company did have a policy against employees dating. Now, it was obvious that there were some people that were in relationships, but they kept it under wraps as best they could. They didn't have any PDAs, public displays of affection, on the job, and they tried to maintain, you know, the, the separation. But often what happens, and the reason why many companies don't want you to date people at work, is because you can become distracted. You know, you pay a lot of attention watching the other person. You spend time with the other person. You're thinking about that person. You're noticing who else might be talking about them or spending time with them. And it takes your mind away from what you should be focused on. It can also be a safety thing because if you're distracted, you may not be giving your full attention to operating whatever machinery or equipment you might have to operate. So some of it is a safety thing. It's also safety from an emotional standpoint because what happens if the relationship goes bad? People don't always think about that. We get into relationships thinking about all the goodness that's flowing from it, but we don't always take the time to think about some of the negative things that might happen. So if you're dating someone at work, and now the relationship ends, you still have to come to work and do your best and block all of that other stuff out. Life is hard enough without adding these extra factors. So many companies try to keep that separate. Another reason for it is as people move throughout the organization, 
it can get in the way of your career advancement because most companies have a policy where family members or people who are in relationship cannot have a direct reporting relationship. So if you are on the same team and one of you gets promoted, now that means that you no longer can date that individual because now you've got an employee-to-manager relationship or one of you would have to move to a different team or maybe the boss would decide not to give either of you the promotion because of the relationship. So things just get kind of fuzzy. And I think it's interesting that many times people think, my boss has no right to tell me who I cannot date. That might be true. I'm not giving an opinion on that. But some people do feel that way. But then when you flip it and that person that you're dating is now not getting the message that you no longer want to be bothered and it's becoming a harassing situation, now you want the boss to step in and help you with sexual harassment. So it's almost like are you trying to have it both ways? You can't tell me that I can't date. Stay out of my business oh, this person is now harassing me, come on, get into my business and help me stop this person from harassing me or move this person to another area so that I don't have to deal with them on a daily basis. Can't have it both ways. So to keep it clean, many times organizations will have that policy around employees not dating and certainly not in a reporting relationship. Can't have a manager dating an employee. Don't know what your thoughts are. Don't know if these are any things that you have encountered. Uh, Perhaps you know other people who have. Perhaps you've read some stories about them. We've all heard stories about sexual harassment on the job. And this is where a lot of the stuff comes from because we have workplace relationships and they go too far. So if you're just joining me, I'm Dr. Linda. I am your host of Relationship Remedies. And I'm talking today about workplace relationships. How far should they go? More and more we're finding that people are dating at work. Sometimes some of the violent behavior that takes place at work is because someone was jilted or felt jilted by a former lover, and they come back and show their displeasure, and it leads to violence. And quite often there are innocent bystanders who get taken down at the same time. So it's an issue that we really do need to take a look at because, It doesn't just affect the two people in the relationship. It can affect the morale of everyone around. Like have you ever been in a situation where people are dating and they're maybe in the cafeteria and there's all of this love and affection being shown that's over the top? Not everyone necessarily wants to be brought into your virtual bedroom. So you need to leave some of that stuff at home. But that's what happens many times when people work together and they're dating. Or you have to hear the story or, you know, when they are off and they've been arguing, they bring the whole team down because there might be bickering going on. There are these, you know, evil glances that are being made. Everybody gets caught in the crossfire. So really give a good consideration before you decide to date someone at work. And a lot of times when affairs happen, people will say, well, I didn't go looking for it. It just happened. I mean, you you probably knew how I was going to finish that sentence before I got it out of my mouth because oftentimes that's what happens. People say, you know, I, I didn't see it coming. It just happened. So I'm trying to help you by giving you some signs that you can pay attention to to see it coming because if you're in a committed relationship or a marriage, which is the ultimate committed relationship, the last thing you want to do 
is to have it destroyed by a workplace fling. And you don't want to get a reputation because it will follow you throughout the workplace. Personally, I feel like you shouldn't create a mess where you eat. And so if those people are responsible for paying your salary, which pays your bills, then you probably don't want to do anything in that environment that might mess that up. So just some thoughts with respect to signs you know you're getting too close. Should you date a coworker? And does the boss have the right to say who you can or cannot date? Again, bear in mind, whether you think they have the right to say it or not, if there is a policy and you're working there, you are bound to abide by that policy or you could be terminated. So those are some of the things about getting too close. But then there's the ultimate closeness. Now, here's one. I remember having a job years ago, and um, there was a couple that I was aware of, married couple. They both worked where I worked. They would ride to work together in the same car. They ate lunch together every day. And they would ride home together, excuse me, of course, in the same car. And I remember I used to wonder about what that must feel like. Do you feel smothered? Do you feel trapped? Do they both want that much togetherness? Is there any potential conflict when you see someone else possibly getting too close to your spouse? What happens when you hear stories or rumors that are going on um, about the department where your spouse works? What do you talk about on the way in and over lunch, on the way home? And after all that time, when you get home, are you still spending lots of time together? I think also about what happens if the company gets in trouble and people are being laid off. Now you might both lose your source of income. So I'm not saying that you should or should not work where your spouse works, but these are some things to think about. How much togetherness is too much togetherness? When people get married, yes, you have a joint life because, you know, Scripture tells us the two become one flesh, but that doesn't mean that you don't keep your own individuality. That doesn't mean that you don't still have your own friends. And what if my coworkers invite me out for lunch? Now is my spouse going to feel left out and offended because we typically eat lunch together? Am I obligated to invite my spouse along? Or what happens if one of my coworkers invites me, you know, out for a drink or a cup of coffee or whatever after work? Might be the same sex uh, friend. So we're not talking about anything where, you know, somebody might be getting too close. But I might get invited out after work. Now I don't have a ride home because I ride in every day with the spouse. So I just wonder how much individuality can you maintain? Do you get sick of one another? Or does it make the relationship stronger? And I know for different people, they would have different answers to that question. I, again, though, maintain that you need some individuality. So maybe you don't ride to work together every day. Maybe you don't eat lunch together every day. And for some, you might want to think about the economics of it and uh, work in two different places. You know, let's have some different benefits. Let's have some, some different company events to go to. Let's, let's just bring some difference in and have some other things to talk about. When I talk about my day, it's in a totally different environment than you talking about your day because we work two totally different places. So working together when you're married can work. But then again, if something happens to the marriage, 
You have to show up at the job every day and look at your ex. And so those are, again, just some things that, that kind of make you go, hmm, like Arsenio used to say back in the day, but certainly things that you want to think about. So workplace relationships, how far should they go? I think it's a legitimate question and one that we don't often think about. How far should they go? Even what happens after you leave the job. So here's a good one. When you leave, should you still maintain relationships with the people that you used to work with? Do you still keep the same friendships? Do you still ask about the job? Do you want to know what's going on? Even though I'm an entrepreneur, I have worked in corporate America at different points in time. I kind of use it to keep my skills sharpened, to be honest with you. Well, of course, I started in corporate before I formed my own company, but on three different occasions I've had clients invite me in to come and get an initiative started in their organization. And then usually after two, three years, I leave and go back to running my own firm again. So when I'm in corporate America, there are things that I've thought about uh, when I have to leave, you know. How much contact do you still want to maintain with the people? And, again, if you have formed some strong friendships, why should the friendship end just because the working relationship has ended? And if someone gets fired or laid off, do you still reach out to them if you're still on the job? Sometimes people feel guilty about things like that. You know, wow, my friend lost her job. I'm still here, will it make her feel bad if I continue to reach out to her? But if you're friends and if there's the trust and the respect and the things that I mentioned that's factors of a healthy relationship, then why should the friendship end just because the job came to an end? Hopefully some of these things are helping you to uh, get a different perspective, maybe better understanding around workplace relationships. I don't want to leave you with, you know, this laundry list of tips at the end. I think I've given you some perspective all the way through. But I do want to say that whatever the level of relationship is, keep it respectful and keep it healthy. You know, pay attention to those seven factors and make sure that they are part of the relationship. And understand that you're not in it, just you and your partner alone. Everything that you say and do in the workplace is going to have a ripple effect to those who work around you. So be considerate of other people. Keep your business, your personal business, personal. Don't come in and share it with everyone. Don't infect people with negativity because the two of you may have had a bad day. And it's very difficult to separate those out from time to time. It's difficult for people to come in and say, okay, I'm interacting with my coworker. I'll be mad at my partner or my spouse or my whatever when we leave here and go back home. So as always, it's my desire to strengthen families by, by prescribing remedies for your relationship challenges. Hopefully something that we talked about today on workplace relationships, how far should they go, has been helpful or beneficial to you. If you want to continue the conversation, I can be reached at 404-814-5259. I'm on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And I am Dr. Linda Wiley. Thank you for letting me speak into your life.
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.